Oh my God. Hello, everybody. Harlan Williams here. You are on the Harlan Highway podcast, and I am your chauffeur, Harlan Williams. Yes. Um, so this is a show after Halloween, and maybe this show could be scarier than the Halloween show because, A, we're going to talk about the election, which I haven't done in a while, but one of the pavement pounders said, hey, man, how come you're not talking about the election? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit about it. I know half of you don't like it, but too bad. I'm going to do it. And then I'm also going to talk about something that really scared me, an invader in my house. Yeah, I had a home invasion happen. Terrifying. Wait till you hear this crazy story. And then later in the show, on the back end of the show, I'm going to play the final segment of my morning radio jaunt. Uh, When I travel to uh, towns and cities across America, I do morning radio with the DJs, and I decided to record it and play it for you guys because we always have a lot of fun. We do a lot of joking around. We improvise stuff in the moment. And uh, I thought, man, you know, people other than the city I travel to should hear this stuff. So we'll have the final segment of that, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Here we go, everybody. It is time for the Harland Highway. Where am I? What is this, some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What you talking about, Woods? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's happening? Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. <laughs> What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. <gasps> what is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. All right, here we go. Halloween is over. But the fear and the scaring does not stop. Here's why. Oh, God. This might be scarier than anything that happened on Halloween. You ready? You ready for this one? Ugh. Um, so, uh, so I got in my house, like security cameras, right? Most, a lot of us have security cameras in our homes, you know, little hidden video cameras to catch, catch thieves, catch troublemakers should they attempt to, uh, break in and you hope you never have to use it and you hope you never see anything. And so far so good. But the thing is, it's a motion-activated camera. So when I leave the house, if any motion is detected, uh, it tells my cell phone. And so I was out of town a few weeks ago, and I'm just, you know, wandering around, sipping on a 7-Up, shoving a pizza slice in my face. Ow! And all of a sudden, I get a notification on my cell phone. I'm like, oh, and it's nighttime, you know, it's like after one of my shows and I'm, I'm, I guess I was heading back to the hotel or I was in my hotel room or something. And I'm like, my look at the notifications. We have detected motion in your living room. And I'm like, uh oh, I don't like this. Is there someone in my living room sitting on my couch watching TV? 
ordering Chinese food. And then when they're done, they're going to steal everything. Like my, uh, you know, my Incredible Hulk posters or my Pee Wee Herman doll. Oh, no. So kind of trepidatiously with bated breath, I thought I better look at the footage because it records the footage. You hit the app and it, it, it rolls back like all the, uh, all the movement, all the activity. So I hit the button and it, it hits rewind. It, hits, it, it, it saves the clip. And at first there's nothing. I can just see my living room. You know, I got a, a view of the whole thing. I have the camera hidden up on this perch. And I'm like, what the hell? There's nothing moving here. I don't get it. Why is it? And then like 10 seconds in, all of a sudden, a giant ass appears in my camera. A giant hairy pink ass. And on top of this ass is a long, wispy tail. Yeah, that's right. A giant freaking rat. Ah! Isn't that creepy? A giant rat walked right in front of my camera. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't have rats in my house. Are you kidding me? I'm a, a rat? And this was a big rat. It's like the size of a hippopotamus almost. They always seem bigger because they're so creepy, right? And, uh, and this thing, like, it, it walked right in front of the camera. It was balancing on the edge, wiggling its ass right in my face. And I'm like, part of me was like, oh, thank God, it's not some, it's not a human being in my house. And then I'm like, wait a minute, it's a rat. I'd rather have a human being. Take the TV, take the stereo. Just don't be a rat. Because, you know, now, now a rat, you've got that creepy feeling in your house. What if, what if I'm laying in bed and the rat decides to crawl up and put his ass in my face while I'm in bed? I wake up, ah, rat face! There's a rat hole in my face! And so I'm like, oh my god. So then I, I, I keep watching the camera, the thing jumped down onto the couch, down onto the floor. He's walking around, nibbling around on my carpet. I'm like, oh God, I'm gonna get Zika or Junta virus or Ebola, maybe the Black Plague. I'm just creeped right out, man. Who wants a rat in their house, right? Disgusting. It's worse than having a cockroach. So, so I get home and I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta put some rat traps down and some poison. And I put these two big rat traps down with peanut butter on them. Nothing. But then I put down this little box of uh, rat poison. It's like a little square box. You open it and there's these green pellets inside. And they say it kills rats and mice. They eat it and like two days, three days later, the poison in, in, the, uh, in the poison, I guess just obliterates their innards. And no more rat. So I put down this poison, and uh, and this was after I got home. And by the way, there were like little rat droppings in my kitchen on the floor. So even if I hadn't seen the rat, I would have spotted the telltale, you know, chocolate-covered raisin rat turds on my floor. 
and I would have figured it out. I would have gone, oh, there's something loose in my house. And a rat turd's a lot bigger than a mouse turd. Um, so I put that down, and, uh, and I see that they've been nibbling at it. Or it's been nibbling at it, I should say. And I thought, okay, you know what You know what I'm going to do at night? I'm going to put my security camera down on the floor and see if I can watch them. And so I put the security camera on the floor, and the next morning I watched the footage. Guess what? You guessed it. Two rats. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm thinking if there's two rats, there's probably three, there's probably four, there could be five. Rats breed like rats, man. And so now I'm trying to figure out how the hell do they get in my house? Because a lot of times during the day, I'll leave my front door open if it's a nice day and just let the fresh air come in. I'm thinking I must have let them come in. And they got they got trapped in my house when I closed the door. But then I'm thinking, no, two rats. And so I, I, I decided I better check the circumference of my house. And sure enough, I figured out the problem. It's my fault. There's, there's a little area, there's a little like storage bin that was built into the framework of my house, into the plaster of the house, where it's like a little like, like bin where you can put tools and gardening supplies and stuff like that. And before I had gone away on my trip, I had left this thing propped open because I was cleaning it. And I didn't close the lid. And so when I walked around my house, I saw this thing open. And I looked in one of the walls of this said compartment. There was a hole that I guess had been originally cut for a vent or something. There was a hole about, you know, eight inches by eight inches square. And it went right into the wall of my house. And I was like, Eureka, the rat hole. Oh, my God. I'm just glad. And so I closed up the lid, and the rats are gone. I've had the cameras down. They're gone. There's been no more rat turds. I solved the problem. But, man, I'm glad that's all it was. I'm, I'm glad it wasn't a little tiny hole somewhere in a wall or on the floor, somewhere where I couldn't find it. So for like a week, I had rats. Oh, God. I just want to burn my house down and rebuild in another country. That's how creepy rats are. So the, there's my after Halloween story that really is scarier than anything else. Dirty, slimy, greasy rats. Although they do have cute ones at the pet store, and I'm off to buy one right now. A caramel-colored rat with little black spots on it. and I'm going to call them Twinkles and keep them in the house. I mean, why wouldn't I keep a rat in the house? I've already got rats in the house. Oh! Hello? Hello? Um, so, uh, the election's getting ready to come up next month, uh, less than a month away until we vote. And tonight is the last bit, and things aren't looking so good for Trump. So, if Hillary wins, are you going to take back off to Canada and just... Let her fuck up America while you chill out in Canada, because that's what I would do, but I'm not a citizen of Canada, so unfortunately, I'm going to be stuck with Hillary for the next four years. Anyways, you haven't done a political segment in a while, so I thought maybe you could chime in. Until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. 
Oh, Zach, Zach, Zach. Yes, I haven't done a political um, segment in a while because I love doing them, but people get so uptight about them. People get so upset and people get angry and people, you know, leave me phone calls and say, oh, I'm not going to listen to your podcast anymore. And it, it just, normally I don't give a crap, but it kind of got in my head a little bit and, uh, you know, maybe getting your message snapped me out of it. But, uh, you know, I, I guess I just don't like it when people, when people say, oh, they're not going to listen to the podcast anymore because I like Trump. That's like me saying, well, I don't want you to listen. You're not allowed to listen to my podcast because you like Hillary. I don't care if you like Hillary. I still like you. You can listen to my podcast. Should I should I not let you listen because you like Hillary and I like Trump? Is because I like Trump any reason for you not to listen? Jeez, man, lighten up. So anyways, um, the election is coming up. Your message is a bit old. You, you called me a couple of weeks ago, obviously, but the, we're in the last week here. The election is next week. Uh, I, I filled out my, my vote the other day. I'm uh, actually going to mail my vote in today. It's in the envelope, ready to go. And uh, Trump was in a lot of trouble, but then, you know, he kind of got through the trouble. Not that he's through it. I mean, I, th- I think people still hold on to their opinions about him and, and the, 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 uh, the, the, ho- the Access Hollywood uh, video. Um, but now Hillary's kind of in hot water because the FBI has decided to reopen the case about her emails, which can't bode well for her. I doubt they would they would op- reopen the case and publicly announce it unless they felt that there was something fairly damaging in there. Um, you got to figure they must have a hint or a sense or have a handle on what's in the content of those emails or why would the director of the FBI, James Comey, you know, bring it bring it up and make it public just a week before the election. But you know what? I I don't care that he did because you know I think Hillary, you know, so much stuff has come out about Hillary and her campaign and the people that work with her, the people that are in her campaign. And if you don't at this point see the the pattern. The trail of corruptness and deception and all the bad things that seem to swirl around Hillary, I think you're delusional. You're kind of one of those people that, uh, you know, you're kind of one of those people that sees someone getting beat up in the street or shot in the street or is drowning and you decide to look the other way. You're like, oh, it'll be all right. That's not my problem. It's okay. I'm just, if I don't acknowledge it, it doesn't exist. It'll go away. Well, it's not going to go away. It does exist. And all these, all these issues, the, the Clinton foundation and the emails and the, the lying and the pay for play and all this stuff is all an insult to every citizen of the United States. And it's going to follow her should she win. I hope she doesn't, but should she win the presidency, all this stuff, all this new investigation, 
is going to follow her into the Oval Office, and it's going to be distracting. It's going to get in the way. It's going to make the rest of the world look up and go, America just elected someone who's under critical uh, criminal investigation to be their president? What's that say? And by the way, if this crap was happening to Trump, I'd be saying exactly what I'm saying right now about Hillary. Exactly. Because as I've told you guys before, I look at the person and who they are. I don't look at the party. I couldn't care less that Trump's a Republican or that Hillary's Hillary's a Democrat. I look at the person on face value, on, on their actions, on their on the, the things that they do. And so uh, I just, right out of the gate from day one, have not liked Hillary and the aura around her and the dishonesty and the, the deception and all that stuff. Is, is Trump rough around the edges too? You're damn right he is. Uh, but, but, you know, the stuff he has done was stuff that more or less happened in his personal life before he was ever uh, running for political office. It doesn't give him a, a get-out-of-jail card. The, some of the stuff he's done is not acceptable or, or, or good even. But he was not serving as a servant of we the citizens of the United States. He was not a politician. He was not beholden to us. He was not beholden to the laws and rules of when you work in the government. And Hillary, with all this illegal email server and all, all the lies and all, the, all the, uh, the evasion, all the obstruction of justice, she's been a public servant for 30 years. She's been in the political arena. She should know better. I get it that Trump was rough around the edges when he was a construction guy and a developer and I mean, do you really think guys in the construction industry sit around at the gentleman's club in leather chairs in the library smoking cigars and brandishing a sherry? No, Trump comes from a pretty rough-and-tumble world where he has to learn to be street tough and talk street talk and deal with contractors and construction workers. And, yeah, he's probably rough around the edges. And I think we all know, you know, construction workers whistle at girls when they walk by. So you got to imagine that spills over into the guys that are in the upper offices. I'm not defending Trump or his treatment of women. I have four sisters. I didn't like hearing what he said. But I think there's a difference him saying this locker room crap or defamation of women when you're when you're a working Joe versus someone who has to answer to we the taxpayers because we're paying their bills. And when they're when they're diverting money, when they're when they're when they're doing pay to play, when they're when they're getting uh, you know special interest groups money and and giving get, you know getting getting uh, getting money from foreign countries and then returning them with uh, favors. It's just all shady. Hillary Clinton is a shady, shady person. And in my mind, and you might think I'm wrong, is not worthy of what I hope would be the most honorable office in the world. Where you walk into the office with honor and integrity and honesty and so on and so on. Instead, 
you're you if she wins you have a person walking in that's been under criminal inva- investigation so many times she has so many ethics and legal issues that that you, there's like nine or ten laundry lists so I don't know you're free to disagree and half of you or most of you or I don't know how many of you do but uh, you know me I like Trump I like the renegade factor I like a guy who's a bit a guy who's outside of the box because I think the box is full of crooks and criminals and incompetent people who are not servicing you and I, I think it's a mistake to hold someone up who's not a good candidate, Hillary, just because you don't want the other option. But you better look at what you're getting when you uh, when you start, uh, you know, propping up someone who probably shouldn't be propped up. If you went to church, would you consider her a good a good citizen of your church? If she was your neighbor, would you consider her a, a good neighbor, an upstanding, quality human being? I don't know. I wouldn't. So anyways, back to the election. I, I think it's still a toss-up, man. I'm kind of hoping that it's one of those things where all these people who who are voting for Trump aren't really saying it, and I'm hoping all the polls are wrong, and I'm I'm hoping Trump has this huge blowout. And he just like destroys Hillary and, and all these, all these uh, you know, these CNN and, and news media talking heads who are so smug and confident that they have all the answers and that Hillary's got it in the bag. I don't, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see Trump walk out of there and uh, surprise the crap out of everyone like he's done this whole election cycle. I mean, look what he done. Uh, look what he look what he uh, he did to all the other people running for president in his own party. He annihilated them, and from day one, everyone in the media, all the other politicians, everyone said he doesn't have a chance. He's not going to get there, and he, he blew by them handily. And so I'm hoping it's kind of that same thing on election day that everyone's just standing there, especially the Democrats with their jaws hanging up and go, holy crap, he won? He won by a lot? And so I'm going to call it. I'm going to predict it. At the risk of being wrong and having egg on my face, or maybe a whole omelet with bacon and home fries on the side, I'm going to call it that, that, that Trump overwhelmingly wins the election, becomes the president, and that People did not see it coming, and I'm calling it just because I kind of, for two reasons. A, that's kind of what I want in my head, so obviously I'm going to call it. But B, just because I kind of have this sneaky suspicion that that might be the reality. Um, so we'll see what happens. And that's my latest update on the election. Thank you for asking. And for those of you that are all pissed off at my assessment and, oh, how dare you talk about Hillary like that? Hey, man, it's just my opinion. It's just my point of view. And to ease your pain, if you love Hillary, if you want Hillary, good for you. 
I, I hope you get what you want. I, I still like you. I still love you. I, ha I have no ill will towards you. If you talk badly about Trump, I still like you. These are just two figureheads who represent two parties. And a lot of it's just a show. A lot of it's just a front. But you should never let, you know, these people and politics get in the way of the things you like or don't like in life. The people you choose to hang with and befriend. Friends and family members. Because at the end of the day, it's just all a bunch of words and things floating up in the air, right? So don't take any of it personally. I don't take anything you do personally. I respect your right to choose and talk and have an opinion. So there you go. Thank you for the call. Uh, you know, let's see what happens. We'll talk about it in another week. Oh, my God. And see who our new president is. Um, I mean, who knows what President Trump will, I mean, uh, who knows who the president's going to be. So there you go. Thanks for your call. If you want to call in, 323-739-4330. Yeah, baby, get out there hey, and vote. Woman, this is Jake from Rochester, New York. Uh, I just want to let you know I'm loving being a uh, newly pavement pounder premium style. Fucking great. Um, anyways, I just want to tell you that short story stuff. The first few segments, I was a little eh about it. I'm glad I listened to it in bits, but four and five, man, I'm starting to love it. Great. Um, also, that radio show segment you did, I thought was one of the funniest things you've done. It's it's, it's hilarious, dude. Give me some more of that. Fucking awesome. I don't know what that was. I was freaking listening to too much corn and slipknot, I guess. But, uh, no, I just love the stuff when you're in contact with other people. I think you're at your your funniest. It's it's hilarious. Whether you're doing stand up, which I can't wait to see you doing that whenever you're nearby, but please do more of that radio show stuff. That stuff is great. Anyways, chicken chow mein. Baby. Hey Jake, thank you very much for your phone call, Brosif. Oh Brosif, thanks for your phone call, bro. Um, hey, man, that's cool. I'm glad you liked my uh, short story, The Time Machine Garden Hose, or Garden Hose Time Machine, as it were. Um, I had a lot of fun doing that. It was uh, it was a lot of work, but it was fun and stimulating, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. And as you said, that's the problem with releasing a story in segments because... I feel stories are kind of like movies. They build and build and build, and hopefully they get better and better and take you to a crescendo. And the only uh, downside of me releasing my story in bits is that it might only take you to a certain part, and then you're like, ah, I'm not there yet. And you might not be inspired to listen to the, the, the next part, which hopefully, hopefully like stairs. It brings you up and up and up, and at the end you're like, yes, I made it to the top, and it feels good. But at the same time, I think it's kind of fun just to give you guys a you know a, a little piece every week. Gives you something to look forward to if you're into. So I'm glad you liked it. I guess my next question is, should I do more? I don't know if you guys would like to hear more of my short stories. 
I have a whole bunch. My God, I have, I have horror stories. I have drama. I have romance. I have animal-themed stories. I have sci-fi stories. I've got tearjerkers. I've got, I mean, I've got a whole bunch that I've written, and I, no one's ever heard them. They're buried in the, I've just never shown them to anyone. And uh, so I don't know if you guys want to hear more, if it's too laborious, if you're like, oh, God, no, it uses up too much of the podcast. But what I tried to do is I tried to do my regular podcast and then tack the story on at the end. So you got your regular half hour of the Harlan Highway, and then the story I would be, I was kind of careful to put it at the end, so it was like an extra bonus 20 minutes or so. But the last thing I want to do is is put more of it up there if you guys aren't into it. So if you guys, you know, start writing me or calling me and tell me it's something you might want to hear more of, then I'm game, man. But, you know, this is your show as much as it is mine. So I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to litter the show with stuff that you guys are like, "Ah, it's too much. It's too wordy. It's too much talking." And who read who wants to read? Make funny noises and bird calls and talk. Do your dopey characters. Readings for dummies or whatever. I don't know. So you guys can let me know. Um, I'll assess your feedback. And if I feel like uh, it's something you guys want more of, I'll, I'll jump in. You can let me know at harlowwilliams.com just to click on the contact switch. Or you can write me or you can phone me at 323 739 4330. That's 323-739-4330. And as far as the radio stuff, I'm glad you enjoyed that. In fact, why don't we end the show with the final segment of yours truly uh, doing morning radio. The reason I put it up was just to kind of give you guys a taste and feel for what it's like when I'm out on the road and I'm I'm doing a stand-up comedy uh, gig at a club or a theater and I've got to get out there on the early morning of the morning hours, the wee morning hours, and, uh, you know, promote myself and be funny with the DJ. So here we go to end out the show, the final segment of Harland on morning radio with the great DJs in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Harland Williams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm here. I'm here. Definitely here. Yeah. Sunday. Not Sunday. Tonight through Sunday, Harlan will be performing at the Improv. Yes. Have you done this before? Yes. Oh. Oh, yeah. I've been to the Improv here in Pitt. I got two shows uh, tonight, two shows Saturday, one show Sunday. I'm up against a Steelers game on Sunday. Nobody cares about that. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) come on out. People don't really even watch the Steelers here. They don't care. Maybe I'll do my show. Do they have a halftime show booked yet? For this Sunday, maybe yeah, I'll. I think t- they do. Sticks. Oh really? Yeah. Darn it. Maybe I'll open for Sticks. I'll do the. I'll do the half. My I'll do my Sunday show at the Heinz Stadium or whatever yeah, it's called. Heinz Field. Heinz Field. Sure. Do you like Heinz ketchup or are you a Hunts guy? This I like Heinz. Play. I like Heinz. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are you uh, coming from Canada? Did you have ketchup or catsup? We had we had ketchup. Yeah. Okay. Still the same. Cat- have you seen catsup though? Right. No. What's catsup? Is that when your your cat runs away and you're chasing it? <laughs> Hunts. Yeah. I mean, their version of catch up, but it was spelled C A T 
S-U-P, catsup. Oh, wow. And I never understood why that happened. Yeah. Well, am I the only person here who remembers this? No? no, you're right. No, that's a word. I remember catsup. Does it still Don't they exist? still sell it? I think they do. I think so. I don't know why, though. Catsup is how it's called. Catsup. Catsup, yeah. Catsup. Why do they call all that stuff condiments? Like ketchup, mustard, mustard relish. relish. Why condiments? What's that mean? Uh, I don't know. Have you ever had a condom mint? No. Oh, they're great. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. They give you that nice spearmint taste. Oh, really? Yeah, I bet they do. I guess how wow. it depends on how it's administered. It gives you, gives you that nice rubbery taste in your mouth. <laughs> when you were a kid, did you ever eat elastic bands? <laughs> Never chew on an elastic band when you were a kid? Yeah, like rubber bands? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Did? You did? Really? Yeah, it was yeah. like gum, but it, you know, it's a poor man's gum. <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't afford, like, double bubble, you just chew a rubber band. We, we, we call them gum bands. Yeah. yeah. It makes perfect sense. It never lost its flavor. Yeah. It never had flavor. Yeah. Like, you lose it. It's yeah. something never but, had. But, yeah. hold on, aren't, aren't uh, rubber bands, don't they cost about as much as gum? Yeah. <laughs> but you can't shoot gum. Your rubber band, if, if, if someone walked by, you could ding them in the head. Plus, remember you used to buy those big bags. It's a yeah. one-time purchase. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You have to keep buying the gum. No, this is a good point. Yeah. Yum. So go on down and eat some rubber bands with Harlan Williams this weekend <laughs> at the Improv. Yeah, or go to... I, we were talking about the Cheesecake Factory sure. earlier. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting place because they lure you in. It's like Cheesecake Factory, right? Who doesn't love cheesecake? We all love delicious cheesecake. Oh, yeah. it's great. So I go into this place, and I'm thinking cheesecake, cheesecake, cheesecake. And then I started thinking about the second word, factory, factory, factory. And suddenly I'm picturing a sweatshop in the back <laughs> with shirtless 14-year-old Taiwanese boys getting whipped with a sugar cane being forced to make freaking, you know, cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then they bring me the menu at the Cheesecake Factory oh, yeah. and Fun probably book. the thickest menu I've ever seen in my life. This thing's 89 pages deep. There's revelations in the back of the cheesecake menu. It's so, you know, I'm sitting there trying to eat cheesecake reading about the seven horses of the apocalypse. <laughs> but no word of a lie, this menu's so thick, they've got advertisements in the menu. And I, in between my appetizer and the main course, I, I ordered a dress online. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a like the yellow pages. It's ridiculous. Right, yeah. Just a crazy, crazy cheesecake factory menu. What's your favorite item on that menu? Uh, I think I like the uh, honey-drizzled koala feet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, the menu's so thick, they got to make up food items. Yeah, they, sure. they ran out of food, so they had... The last eight pages are made up. Would you like some more Brontosaurus egg omelette, sir? How about some rhino horn fritters, my friend? You know, it's like beluga whale. Have some, how about some beluga whale tenders? Yeah, those, those are delicious. Yeah. Oh, whale tenders. Yeah. yeah. You get those with ketchup, and it's the really ketchup, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pterodactyl fingers. <laughs> Delicious. That sounds great. Yeah. Go eat some rubber bands and some beluga whale fingers. Yeah. With, uh, with Harlan Williams this weekend at the Improv. Four one two four six two five two three three Improv dot com. Boy, it's always a pleasure. Oh yeah. man, always a treat, man. I love it. <laughs> 
I'm so glad you get to see the new digs here, the new studio. Yeah, you know? this is good. Is this IKEA? This is. Mm -hmm. What's have you been to IKEA? Sure. Here's the deal, and and then I'll get out of your hair because I went to IKEA. First of all, biggest structure I think I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's like, like an airport hangar. Well, they should be parking blimps in IKEA. <laughs> but it, it's so big, it's it's it makes me think like a Home Depot and a Walmart got drunk one night. <laughs> <laughs> Went out, got it on, and nine months later had a chubby Swedish kid. <laughs> and, and you go into that place, and it's insulting right out of the gate, because yeah. you go in, and there's like a 43-foot-wide hallway, and they have the nerve to put an arrow in the middle of it, pointing like, I don't know how to work a hallway. <laughs> And then it's you like get a haunted house of adulthood. Yeah, you gotta work your way through. You gotta work your way through. I know how to walk down a forty-eight foot wide <laughs> hallway. Thank you, IKEA. And then you go in, and about five minutes in, you're kind of like you start thinking to yourself because everything's in another language, and you go, "Am I Swedish?" <laughs> I start reading the signs, and I'm like, you know, I just want a chair, I want a bookshelf, and I, I call to the guy. Uh, sir, do you have any more of these Flitargen organs over here? <laughs> How much for the uh, Glenarctoblargen for my living room? And, and there's so much stuff at Ikea, you, you're just overwhelmed. There's like 20 million products. Yeah. And I just, I bought something out of guilt. I bought bunk beds. I live alone. What the hell? <laughs> I get home, I invite my friends over for a Glenarctoblargen party. <laughs> Anyways, enough. I'm mad. Harley Williams, ladies and gentlemen, go see her. Hey, hey yo, there he is. That's me, Harlan Williams. Morning radio, and uh, a lot of fun. Again, my thanks to those cats in uh, Pittsburgh. So, so good, so gracious, and uh, we always have a, a good laugh. So that's the last of the radio segments. I hope you enjoyed it. It sounds like a lot of you did. And uh, maybe I'll record some more down the road. And uh, I can play some more of that for you because it is a lot of fun. Um, in the meantime, if you want to have even more fun, how about this? Come see me, man. I'm doing some live stand-up comedy. We're into November. Uh, that's right. You can see me uh, November 11 and 12. In Denver, Colorado at the Comedy Works. Oh, hell yeah. November 11 and 12, the Comedy Works. Get your tickets at harlowilliams.com. The following weekend, November 17th to the 20th, yours truly will be at uh, San Diego at the American Comedy Co. Please check that out. Great club down there. And then Thanksgiving weekend... November 25 to 27, I will be at the Irvine Improv in Orange County at the Spectrum. What a great way to spend your Thanksgiving. You know, you have Thanksgiving on the Thursday, on the 24th. You eat, you know, you, you sit around, you get tired, you sleep, and you need something to wake you up. You need, you need a little kick in the ass. Guess what? That's right. You come to the Improv and sit back and let me put on a show for you. That's what you do. Uh, the Irvine Improv, November uh, 25 to uh, 27. And then going into December, I only have two shows. One in Cleveland, December 1st to the 4th. Or 1st to the 3rd, I should say. December in Cleveland at Hilarities, Cleveland, Ohio. 
And then December 8th through the 11th in Oxnard, California. Brand new club called Levity Live. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. It'll be my first time playing in Oxnard at Levity Live. So get your tickets, harlowwilliams.com. Click on my stand-up comedy tour link, and you can reserve ASAP. Also, don't forget, you can write to me, harlowwilliams.com. You can uh, call me at 323-739-4330, 323-739-4330. That phone number is at harlowwilliams.com. Where you can also buy Christmas is coming up. Get into the store. Get into the harlowwilliams.com store. We have movies, DVDs, CDs, music, art, T-shirts, digital downloads, all kinds of great stuff at harlowwilliams.com. Also get our app. The free Harlan Highway app for your telephone. Are you kidding? It's so easy. You just uh, go to your app store on your phone, type in the Harlan Highway, and boom, there it is free. The most 50 most current episodes are free. And then for $20 a year, you can join our premium package. You get all the backlog shows, over 800 shows, backlog for $20, plus special recordings, plus special stand-up comedy uh, routines of mine, plus my other podcast, Let's Have a Fight. So much to gain for only $20, and it helps with all my overhead here while I do all this podcasting for you guys. So thanks so much, guys. Uh, don't forget, get out there and vote, whoever your candidate may be. Go vote for them. Be proud. Be proud of who you vote for, and uh, let's see who wins. Uh, and until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Oh, oh, oh.